Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Uh, we are recording this backstage of Curious Design Yatra 2019. Today, I have Tej Chauhan with us on Audio Gyan. Tej is known as an emotive industrial designer. Uh, he believes that every object has potential to elicit joy through form, color, texture, regardless of the brand position or production budget. He combines his unique visual approach with production efficiency to create products that resonate with broad audience and deliver true value and differentiation for brands. He's based in London. Uh, we'll try and document his thoughts on form, material, and technology. So thank you, Tej, for giving your time, and it's a real honor to have you on Audio Gang. Thank you very much. Hon- honor to be here. Yeah. So I've I've kept the co- topic name as form, substance, and tech. Okay. Uh, with Tej on, and I've come up with uh, four to five questions, and yeah, it's mainly to document your uh, thought process. So to begin with, uh, uh, I've been researching about you for quite some time now, and uh, what I've observed is you try, uh, you have this objective of bringing emotion to everyday objects as well. So why do you think these unconscious or inanimate objects uh, need emotive form? I think you could look at it on on a couple of different levels. Um, one of them is that everything around us has the ability to make us feel something. Therefore, why don't we use that understanding to create objects that make you feel good? And that is really the kind of cornerstone and foundation of what we do. Because by uh, approaching design in that way, you can uh, connect people to objects mm-hmm. um, and in turn to ideas and ideologies and to brands or however, you know, whichever direction you want to take that. That's, I think, you know, why, why mm-hmm. we do what we do and why I think it's really important. So uh, I've done a bunch of interviews with uh, some really legendary musicians as well. And uh, uh, there was one beautiful insight that uh, if you look at a sitar or a tanpura or a violin, uh, these are strings, right? And within your body, if you consider nerves to be also strings, and if they resonate at the same level, it just strikes a different chord altogether and you have more bonding. Uh, Is... uh, is your work something trying to do that? Because you have, being, an, uh, being a human, you have emotions and then you portray that in the product as well. Is that... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think that everything we do, um, we try to create these kind of goosebumps and that could be similar to getting these strings to kind of play at the same time. It could be, you know, a similar kind of feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if we don't get goosebumps, then the chances are that our audience won't either. And there, we don't have an audience. You know, I I really honestly do believe that everything around us is created. And there are some objects in this room at the moment which you're going to have an opinion on or or a feeling about. I think that trying to get all those strings to play the way that you want them to in one harmony is possible for any one of these objects around here, whether it's that lamp, that chair, the textile pattern on that carpet, or, you know, the, the light or the light switch you know, mm-hmm. anything has the potential to make us feel good. And since uh, I've also seen your presentation today, so uh, I believe you have worked with a lot of different materials, right? So 
which is the most versatile material you have dealt with so far i mean uh, can material itself be emotive yeah it it can um and i think there are two different answers to that so without a doubt the most versatile material that we work with with the type of work that we do you know where we're producing stuff for 100,000 pieces or a million pieces it's plastic you know and of course you know we are all very well aware of our responsibilities now of you know how to use plastic in the correct way and there is still a place for plastic it's just how we you know how we choose to use that is you know that's that's where the onus falls on us to make the right decisions and yes materials can make you feel something of course for example you know i'm holding this i've got a mobile phone in my hand mm-hmm. uh, it's a beautiful mobile phone it's a new you know it's a newish mobile phone for a you know very well known brand but when i hold it in my hands it makes me feel fearful because it's made with some precious materials i can see and i'm worried that it's going to fly out of my hands because it's very slippery and smash on the floor so that material gives me a feeling it's actually a feeling that i don't like and i'm uncomfortable with so on the one hand i'm looking at this beautiful object and on the other hand it's making me feel worried so i buy a cover which is part of the brand strategy of course as well but anyway i buy the cover it's made of a different material it just so happens that material makes me feel secure because it's slightly rubberized it kind of feels nice and it makes me feel secure it's not going my product is not going to fly out of my hands and land on the floor and smash into a million pieces mm-hmm. so yes material very much can deliver an emotive experience Uh, so does that mean uh, that if form color and texture are dealt well uh, it will be a great product industrial product uh, it's a, i think that you know it's a combination of those three elements that we use i'm trying to think of uh, there could be sound there's um, haptic response or maybe i'll put it this way like with new age tech mm. uh since you've worked in both the yeah. both the eras if you may call it uh are there new dimensions added yeah absolutely yeah and if you can illustrate yeah um you know if you think about augmented reality and mixed reality at the moment you know there are going to be other senses that are triggered like your peripheral vision um you know not the center of your vision but you know what's going on around you know how you're absorbing that information what feeling that's giving you you know what color is that information what size is that information what shape is that information that's going all those little elements are going to have an effect on you and and the way that you feel you know oral you know how does something sound you know what you know when you sit in an audi the buttons have a very specific click sound mm-hmm. you know it's on brand every single audi has the same click sound you press the but, you know any button in an audi it's got the same sound it's quite a high pitched on brand so yeah for yeah, sure and then stepping back a bit uh, uh, today how do you perceive technology that enables you to make uh, these beautiful expressive object i'll tell you the background behind this uh, question is uh, if we consider uh, it's just the beginning of industrial revolution compared to other forms of art and craft right so uh, objects when they started because uh, during the 70 uh, maybe before that Uh, because of the technological constraints there are a lot of uh, straight objects mm. basic shapes mm. right uh, because of the manufacturing capabilities only mm. but now that we have advanced mm. few uh, decades ahead mm. uh, 
have you seen any pattern because i saw your beautiful like uh, red color phone yes. right and it's yeah. a different shape altogether yeah uh, maybe that's not possible that may not be have been possible uh, during the bahaus moment say for example um so, yeah are there any insights which you can share about it uh you know we're moving into an era now where you know 3d printing is going to able going to enable us to create very different shapes to what we can with injection molding for example which is primarily you know uh, something that features quite heavily in the products that i've designed mm-hmm. uh you know which is a very industrial process uh and it has certain limitations and uh you know for example you can't create an undercut you can't create a whole round with injection molding it must have a split line because you're going to have a, a a top and a bottom cover that come together especially if you want to put something inside it you know like some sort of mechanism or whatever you, it's not possible but you know things like 3d printing are going to completely change the way because you don't need to have a split line you can create more complete shapes you can create what is called an undercut which is uh where a surface wraps from top to bottom mm-hmm. in one complete movement so um there is definitely there is already and you know will continue to be uh a new kind of aesthetic that is um born of this mm-hmm. technology that we call 3d printing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and any other insights into how the boundaries of industrial revolution uh, industrial design has been pushed Yeah I mean I think that you know the big thing for our generation is going to be the convergence of technology so you know the combination of you know experiences created with a combination of physical and digital and sensorial you know all in one movement which means that products are going to be manufactured differently um probably with less components or different types of components um and aspects of those products which you actually don't need to touch to actually feel so like holographic uh, 3d objects yeah or you know uh, like for example you know we've got this phone here it's got a camera it can track your movement you know i always remember this scene in minority report do you remember, have you ever seen this movie minority report uh, yes yes yeah, there's a scene where um you know the the advertising bots mm. are all scanning everyone's retinas mm. uh and targeting uh you know specific advertising uh to you know individuals and you know presenting it in this kind of holographic kind of way and that's not far away you know yeah. we're already getting targeted like that you know yeah. we've got facial recognition on all our phones yeah. and that's cool and scary at the same time fucking <laughs> scary yeah speaking about movies i think coming to the last question uh, uh and this is my personal curiosity as well i've been researching and uh in one of your interviews you mentioned your inspiration is stanley kubrick yeah so i have two questions why yeah and one is what aspect of his work reflects in your work or yeah. with a small it's, example maybe yeah there is for sure <laughs> yeah. um you know i think that his attention to detail and uh almost kind of ocd approach to everything he's done has really helped to create this amazing sort of catalog of art that he has produced you know in his career you know whether you're looking at the shining you know full metal jacket or 2001 very different very different products mm. in a way but all delivered with that same intricate attention 
extreme attention to detail and research fastidiousness has you know resulted in these masterpieces that you know we can see 50 60 years later in museums and go and for me you know a personal favorite is 2001 you know space odyssey purely because i still marvel at how timeless that piece of work is visually orally you know sensorially you know i, I saw i've seen it many times i saw it in a cinema last year you know and it's you know breathtaking the use of color the use of form you know he's an amazing creative director you know 2001 was a huge financial flop <laughs> and you know the critics panned it you know when it was when it was especially know. in shining also i like being a thriller uh, i could see only one or two zooms or pans the rest all is just static frames yeah. right and, and that in itself you know is 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 you know gives you that feeling of uh, of fear and discomfort yeah. yeah i wish i had like recorded this audio video as well to just uh, share your expressions with the audience <laughs> okay. uh, anyway so um, yeah what's what's the future looking like with uh, industrial design uh... where we are now globally you know politically and environmentally you know you really have to question the kind of projects that you work on and why you're working on them and yeah i think that you know we all have a responsibility to try and focus on how we're going to what we're going to do about this kind of global crisis that we're in so i think you know design is going to play a part in mm. in in this conversation and i think that you know emotive design um has a real place in a way because what you're trying to do is um engage people in a message and and emotive design is a way to do that all right uh, i think this is a good note to end this okay. um, and um, yeah if people like obviously i'll tell tejohan.com has a lot of uh, reading material to understand his process and any other place uh, where people can follow you find uh, out instagram and- so the handle is at chahan studio Um I'm not really so much on Twitter um but Instagram is my kind of social media that's that's what I can manage <laughs> and uh, yeah the website yeah all right thank you thank you. So thank you and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on iTunes Savan Stitcher or any podcasting app you use do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter Facebook and Instagram stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com Till then, bye.